This is another Poets of War general report. And here's your general, Joshua David Ling. Hey everybody, what's up? Another bad general's report back again. This is the first time I actually had a um, automatic intro for my recording, which is kind of cool in its own way, so I'm just happy about that. But today I wanted to talk about The Chronicles of Narnia by C.S. Lewis. Uh, I plan on doing a lot more of these general's reports and uh, talking about specific things that have influenced me, especially uh, both in my stories and in my life. Um, as well as a lot of other random things that have been swirling around in my head. These are the kind of conversations that I have with just other people. You know, if Narnia comes up, this is sort of like what you would get from me out of a conversation. Just a little bit more one-sided, but at least you can take it and enjoy it. And if you want to further any of these conversations, uh, hit me up right there. Uh, you see the text guy right there you can text me you can call me that is my personal phone number and we can go from there just spark up a conversation become friends exchange facebook email whatever so uh any which way uh, my experience with narnia uh for those of you who don't know and for anyone who's just you know uh, uh catching up or enjoying listening my dad read me narnia from before i can remember he started with Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, and just kind of kept reading that one off and on throughout my early years, and um, then one day he said, you know, there are more Narnia books than just this one, and I was like, what? And so he uh, read Prince Caspian and read through in the, you know, good old, uh, as it should be, publishing order, uh, and that was my introduction to Narnia. Um, this led to me being introduced to Lord of the Rings in 2001 when we went to see the film, because my dad never really could get into Tolkien reading-wise, uh, but he appreciated it, and uh, it later on got into the books because of the movies. Me too. And so um, I was introduced to poetry through Narnia. I was introduced to just literature in general through Narnia. Narnia was really the first big gateway into stories that were bigger than, you know, your basic baby Dr. Seuss, right? Um, and so that that really led me to deal further and further into stories. It was really hard because I'm dyslexic. It's not that I see things backwards. I got this weird thing, and I've talked about it on other places, where I have to translate everything into sound in order to understand it. I can't just look at some text and then see, you know, where it goes. Um, but yeah, so, uh, it's, it's this weird thing where hearing Narnia read by my father introduced me and made me want those higher literature things, um, and fantasy and sci-fi and all the other stuff that goes along with it, you know, as well as classics and other things of that nature. It made me want those things, even if it was hard. And I, I didn't read them all, but I've recently realized I have a much better appreciation for a lot of classics than a lot of modern day kids and people, because those stories were always kind of considered good in our household. It just kind of went without saying. Um, so now I'm reading them to my daughter and reading them to my family. We're currently on Dawn Treader, um, working our way through the publishing order. And she's really been enjoying it. She doesn't understand everything, but I try and stop and explain when I can for things that actually matter. I'm doing as much or more voices than my father, especially because this is 
hopefully going to continue to be my business. I've really delved into doing voice acting and narration and bringing a story to life with my voice. Um, and it's something that I want to continue doing more and more and really just, uh, lean into that, but it's mainly for my family. And I think that's something that some people get, some people don't. I'm laying down treasure and history for my family, um, of, the family stories. This concept of we have certain series that we enjoy as a family is something that I'm seeing going more and more by the wayside. And, you know, sometimes it comes about through, you know, TV series and things like that. But, you know, Hollywood's not as interested in getting families again for whatever reason. They're trying to, you know, uh, this is the weird thing with Hollywood. They just kind of homogenize one way or another and then they, they come back to the family when they really need money. Um, and they're, you know, just continuing to try to push the Overton window so that families will be more liberalized. And so it's it's one of these things where books, something that they, they tend to be more, you know, hard. They tend to be something that you own as opposed to stream, right? There's something that you can pass down to people beneath you. And I'm not even talking just books, books. You can have printed files. It doesn't really matter. Um, uh, uh, you can print files, you can do whatever. It doesn't have to be physical. I'm not one of those weird people who thinks physical versus digital is some weird divide, but I do really appreciate, um, something that I own as opposed to stream, which is why I want to continue to give to you guys, not just through YouTube, but anything you want, go look up a YouTube downloader. Download it for yourself if you have the space, if you like it. I want to give any of my stories away for free um, so that people can really enjoy them. I want to be able to push forward my own stories in ways that people can give money if they want for the things that they really uh, appreciate. And um, yeah, so that's all. that all feeds in to what I'm talking about here. Um, the other thing that Narnia really kind of changed in my life is my personal life with Christ. Now, I've always known of Jesus. I've always known Jesus. I believe I'm a Presbyterian and I believe that even little kids can know Jesus even before they know Jesus with their brain because Jesus actually comes and saves us. It's not some decision we make. Um, but the, the main thing is... Like, my personal life with Jesus was vastly impacted by an understanding of what he did for me in his substitutionary atonement. And yeah, the Lewis's whole thing in Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe isn't 100% perfect, but it's really, really good for understanding what the personal relationship is of the Lion and Edmund and uh, the Lion and Eustace later on. Um, but even the lion and Peter, I don't think that really gets talked about too much. Um, and that kind of leads me into, uh, my personal fealty and Peter as a character. Um, my son's name is Peter. Um, but I also have this big connection to Peter Pevensey, the high king of Narnia, uh, in that I was the firstborn in my family. And though, and because of that, I automatically, you know, latched onto him as my favorite character, uh, early on. He still is to a certain extent, but he's 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 top tier. Let's just put it that way. Um, Peter is a person who was chosen very early on for very specific goals by Aslan. 
he didn't always do the right thing. In fact, Aslan chose him when he was very much doing the wrong thing in attacking his brother and, and treating him poorly, even though he, quite frankly, deserved it. Um, and Aslan teaches Peter to forgive. He teaches him how to rule. He teaches him how to be the king that he was meant to be, that Peter could not have been on his own. And we see that very early on with Peter. There's so many different things with Peter that I really, really appreciate within Narnia. Plus, let's just be honest, just from a medieval fantasy king perspective, is there any king? I'm struggling to think of any. Let me know. Any king cooler than Peter. I mean, Aragorn's pretty high up there too, don't get me wrong, but like, Peter beat, beats back whole nations of giants. Like, he's called Hype King Peter the Magnificent for a reason. And there is no king in Narnia with more divine right than Peter, except for Aslan. That's it. And the Emperor over the sea, if you want to count him as separate from the lion. Um, but Peter has just continued to teach me over and over the weight of responsibility, something that I latched onto very early on in my life, um, knowing that I have, even as an older brother, a certain level of authority that I hold as an office before God, and I am responsible for doing things God's way. As opposed to just, you know, ruling my own way. And a lot of that came down to my parents teaching me how that worked out practically. But the main concepts were really, really spoken through Narnia. And I think that's one of the biggest influences that it has had on me over the years. One other thing that I wanted to talk about, and I wanted to end on this, because it is the lasting effect of Narnia on my life. Um, the last battle... Um, and obviously for anyone who hasn't read them, spoiler alerts, you know, I haven't gone into a whole lot of spoilers, but here we go. Um, with the last battle, while I disagree with a lot of the eschatological implications of the last battle, because I am post-millennial instead of pre-millennial, if that doesn't mean anything to you, don't worry about it. Um, while I disagree with the way it looks at the end times, there's no better fictional representation of heaven except maybe Leaf by Niggle by J.R.R. Tolkien. I absolutely love The Last Battle. It is an incredible book. So many people... I've heard a lot of ragging on Last Battle recently by Narnia fans and other folks, and I just... I don't get it. Like, I just straight up don't get it. Um, it is truly an incredible book, um, especially the ending. And... Um, it is the hope that we have as Christians that, you know, in this life, we may be in a progressive generation, and I don't mean liberally or po politically, a, a generation that progresses in sanctification, uh, or we can be a generation that declines in sanctification. Many are quick to try and say that this is a, a declining generation. I'd say that this is more of a splitting generation. This is a generation that is splitting one way or another. And the thing is, um, regardless of whatever generation you're part of, when you die, if you are in Christ, you go to the Lord to be with him. Now, I'm not going to go into detail as to what all that means, but 
The Last Battle does an exceptional job of showing what that is like. What the end of the journey is like for those who are in Christ. And the reunion of all of these characters across seven books is just phenomenal. And it has special connection to me because my father read these to me in tears. And then when he died back in 2020, not of COVID, by the way, I was reading him the last chapters of the last battle in tears while he lay in bed resting. Letting him know what he was going to. And not only did he believe that, I believed it too. And it was not a goodbye. It was a see you soon. That see you soon is so exciting. And so freeing. Because it means that regardless of whether we are a progressive generation or a degenerative generation or a splitting generation or an apathetic generation, the fact is, if we are true and sincere Christians whom Christ has changed by his own hands and washed in his own blood, then we will be together again. And not only that, we will be with the one who held us together the entire time. There's a word that, in our language, has become sort of a tranquilizing word. Um, tranquility and serenity are, are synonymous with the word comfort. But in the original Latin, comforte, it means with strength. With strength. A comforter is someone who helps you be stronger. An encourager is another good word for it. We are fellow comforters. And we are currently being comforted by the Lord Jesus Christ and one another as we race forward toward the finish line. So join me in the trenches, on Poets at War, and in my stories, and know that my entire goal for you, the listener of these stories, is to follow the Lord Jesus Christ and be comforted, given strength to finish your race. And not just finish it, but run it well. There's so many exciting things that can happen during a race. The finish isn't the only one. And there's a lot of twists and turns up ahead. But I pray that my stories and my friendship can be with you. The Lord bless you and keep you, my friends. We'll see you next time in the trenches on Poets at War. Be your family's bard. Do not turn to the right or to the left. And the Lord will be with you wherever you go.